Hi everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into Grow With Grief, a podcast that aims to make the uncomfortable comfortable and open up the conversations around grief and loss. My name is Katrina, and together we will be hearing different stories from different people, how grief has impacted their life and what they've learned from it. And together we will create a community that normalizes the conversations around grief and loss. Alex Fincher is a mother to two young boys, wife and advocate for empowering women to love themselves wholly as they are. Alex describes her pregnancies as a blessing, having suffered with an eating disorder for most of her life and being uncertain as to whether she would be able to conceive. After the birth of her first son, Alex then fell pregnant for a second time, but unfortunately had a miscarriage. Alex is a compassionate and bubbly personality who shares her story in order to provide hope for others. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. I loved having this conversation with Alex, so enjoy and don't forget to tell us what you think. Hi, Alex. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful thank you enjoying the sunshine um, so thank you yes. so much for joining us today I'm really looking forward to having and sharing this conversation with you um, so I mean I've not actually known you that long uh, so I don't actually know that much about your own story so for me and for everybody listening would you mind just kind of giving I know it's hard but a brief roundup of, of <laughs> your, your life so far who you are and and what you're doing today yeah sure um so I am a mum I've got two little boys um before before them I just was a completely lost person so I've found the joy and the love for being a mum I've got a four-year-old boy and it, two years ago now, we thought, kind of fell into the expectation of, oh, you've got to have another baby, kind of two-year gap is what you need to have. And um, it is a very, like, a hard thing to make, that decision, whether you're ready or not. And we found that really hard, but we did kind of fall into it was time to have another baby, he's two, um, all of that. So um, at that point, I was a little bit unsure. Um, I didn't know if I was ready, but it was really hard to navigate if it was just like fear of another child or yeah, not ready. So we, we did decide to try. Um, we decided to try two years ago and fell pregnant pretty much straight away um, for our second one. And it was six weeks in and I started to feel a little bit um, uneasy, had a bit of bleeding, all of that. So when I went to my doctors, they done all the scans, everything was all good. So it was kind of like I then started to really all right, it's real. Like I've heard the heartbeat. It's all happening. Um, um, yeah, like everything's fine. Started prepping for that, prepping our life. And you just start thinking about all the things that um, what's going to happen in the future and how's your oldest going to be as a, as a brother and just all those exciting things. And um, yeah, when our life changed it was very hard to 
to navigate that. Um, so I had a miscarriage and yeah, I'll, um, we can go into that a bit more later, but since then I have had uh, another boy. So it all did work out fine for me and I was able to fall pregnant um, when I decided was the right time again after having that miscarriage. But yeah, that's um, kind of my history of just where I'm at with babies and being a mom and yeah. Keeping very busy, very busy. Yes, it is. While trying to find who you are as a person as well is so hard. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I actually wonder if, um, throwing a bit of a curveball in here, we could touch on what it was like for you to become a mum and mm -hmm. how it felt for you. I know that a lot of mums can sometimes feel a loss of identity. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, that is maybe a topic that isn't really spoken about a lot. And I don't know if you would be happy to touch on what that was like for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for me personally, I, I, I was lost. Like I had have struggled with an eating disorder all my life before falling pregnant. So um, for me, it was a massive thing because I had kind of built myself up over these years of with like with my eating disorder to think I'm never going to be able to have kids. Like everything that I had put my body through, I really prepared myself to never have children and never actually experience that. So um, when I did fall pregnant, it was very scary, um, but also quite a blessing for me to be able to fall pregnant and I was quite young. So um, I do say that it like saved me in a way from the life that I was living at the time. Um, but after I had my second, uh, my first, sorry, I did find this purse, like I did find myself and I started to find the things that I loved and things that made me happy in a healthy way and like, exercising and um, doing things for me, working and stuff, I was really enjoying life after having my first. So going back to having the second was probably harder for me than the first um, in that loss of identity is just, yeah, um, you kind of get used to your life with one and things are getting easier and um, you can start to enjoy doing things that you love and finding who you are again and then you have to start all over again. So that was kind of um, a reason why in a way I was feeling a bit uneasy with the first, like the miscarried pregnancy because I was just like, oh, I, I don't want to lose this person that I am at the moment and I didn't know how a baby, a second baby was going to affect that and change change that and how our life was so yeah, it's hard like it, it's hard to say because it, you sound really selfish and as a mum and or just anyone I think we're programmed to think that you know you, you're a mum first and that's all you are like you don't and I, I said it at the start of this podcast I said I'm just a mum and like I am trying really hard to not say that and be like I'm just a mum because I'm not just a mum and it is very hard 
we put that pressure on ourselves to be like, you have to just stop your life and look after these kids until they're 18 and out of your house. And then you can start doing things for you. So yeah, that was kind of my struggle there with that second pregnancy. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that's hard. And I, I know, yeah, you did say I'm just a mom and I was thinking, you're not just yeah. a mom. There's a lot, there's a lot more to you than yes. being a wonderful mom. Although that is a big part of your life, I know. Um, yeah. So prior to these experiences of grief and loss with, you know, the loss of identity with your miscarriage, what was your understanding or expectation of grief and loss, how it would make you feel, whether you would even feel it? in these circumstances? Mm. Um, so loss to me was a massive traumatic thing. Like it had to be a big funeral. It had to be everyone in black and everyone um, bringing flowers. And that was always my experience. Like not that I've really experienced much loss, um, but um, to me that was all loss was it was it had to be you lose a loved one and um you mourn their life and yeah so for little not not little things but things that we don't talk about as loss it it was very hard like I had no idea how how to feel when it came to grief and loss and um also it was something you didn't talk about you kept it in silence you suffered in silence um like family experiences of grief and loss it was always you go through that big motion of the funeral and all of that and then that's it like you don't you don't discuss it you don't talk about it and um yeah I found that really hard um just with any sort of loss grief in life it's because we're I was programmed to just suffer in silence and not talk about it and um, just kind of someone else is worse off than you. So you, you don't have anything to really worry about. Even though that was never like specifically said to me, it was just that unspoken thing, you know, my problems aren't that bad. So just move on with life. And mm. yeah, so that was kind of what it was it had to be that big traumatic thing or else it wasn't worth even being recognized or even acknowledging. So, yeah. Mm, and I think that's so common as well, that there's that comparative element where you feel, well, that person suffered more than me, so I should stay quiet mm -hmm. when in actual fact, there is no comparison with it. Um, no. You know, if, if you're in, if you're hurting and you're upset, then you're hurting and you're upset and yeah. that's valid yeah. um yeah. so how how did it impact you what feelings did you have did did it take you by it must have taken you a bit by surprise then maybe when when you mm. did have these feelings of grief and loss mm -hmm. um yeah so with the miscarriage itself I felt very I felt like a failure firstly um and very guilty for those prior feelings of not sure whether we were even ready to have a baby. It was very like, okay, what have I done? I've 
created this to happen. I wasn't grateful for this. And so I had a lot of guilt and um, just, yeah, I felt like a, I failed my family, like I was meant to create this other baby and um, make my husband a dad again and make my son a brother. And like, it was, it was very hard. Um, I also didn't tell anybody that I was pregnant. So that was even harder to then um, like being under that 12 weeks. It was harder to be like, oh yeah, so I was pregnant and now I'm not. And, um, but the whole thing again is just, it was don't, don't deal. Like I just wanted to bury my head in the sand and not deal. Like when it happened, I laid in bed for a full weekend and then once that weekend was up, it was kind of like, okay, you've had, had your moment now, just be done with it almost. And I, I look back and think it was, I was so hard on myself to just not, not care, like not, not care, but just get over it and move on with life and just that tough, tough love attitude. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know, after it, I just, I felt like I just wanted to run away. Like I felt really numb to a lot of the emotions, a lot of all the feelings. Um, I didn't want to talk about it. I actually was talking to my husband um, the other day and I said, I didn't let him come to the hospital with me after I'd miscarried all that weekend and then like I went to the hospital and I didn't let him come and I said to him the other day why didn't you come with me and he goes you would not let me like I actually forced him not to let me because to come sorry because I just didn't want to see that like I was so disappointed I didn't want to see that disappointment in anybody else so I had my mum drop me off there and I spent the whole day there by myself and like, it's so sad to think that I just felt like I had to do this alone and um, suffer alone because I didn't think that, again, it was not a big enough thing for me to be making a big deal about it or, um, yeah, it was kind of just like it's it's happened, so kind of get over it. And I, I hate that. I hate that feeling now that I let that experience be that way instead of feeling it and um, letting other people be there and help me and support me because that's what everyone was trying to do is just be there and they were grieving as well. So I didn't, I didn't allow that for them. I didn't allow my husband to, to grieve and have his moment. I, I only recently not knew how he felt about it all. So yeah, it was, it was very much just bury your head in the sand and don't don't worry about it kind of thing. And that was, yeah. That must have been really hard for you. Mm. Yeah, it was just one of those moments where I have a few people who have been through this experience. My mum has had a miscarriage and... I remember as a child, hers was quite traumatic and she ended up in hospital and and I I think that kept on playing in the back of my mind is just like, well, 
if I'm not that bad, um, I don't deserve to be getting the attention like she was. And instead of it being, hey, mum, like, or whoever, you've been through this experience, I'm going through this now, let's like be there to support each other. It was very much just, I didn't want anyone's help, didn't want anyone's advice. And I guess no one can really give you that advice at that time where it's like, yeah, I know it's going to be okay, but I don't want to hear that either. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the, there's a lot of circumstances where people, you know it's going to be okay, but right then and there, all you want is somebody to just give you a hug or tell yeah. you this sucks, like this is shit. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. to, to yes. put it blankly, and it's it can be hard when you feel that you don't have that around you. Mm. Um, did you have any support or were you pointed in the direction of any resources or communities that you could go and, and speak to? Um, or is that something you weren't really interested in at the um, time? I think I definitely would have been interested um as like I've had history of speaking to counsellors therapists and all that so um maybe I think I would have benefited from speaking to someone but no it was very much just um here's your results come back for a follow-up and yeah it was it was pretty much it was quite horrible really like the doctors in and out and just okay they reassured me it wasn't my fault. So that was, that was nice of them. Um, but it was very much just like this happens. Um, they kind of done the whole stats and which is another thing you don't want to hear, like how many women go through this and you're not the only one, it's not your fault. Um, and you'll be able to be, get pregnant again. And just all that very factual Um, advice that they gave you but it was never um yeah anyone being like are you okay like what how are you feeling and and I don't know maybe it was me pushing my family and friends away in that moment but it was still very much like I don't know it wasn't spoken about it was okay here like here's a hug um and that's that's it it was yeah it was like I'm not trying to be like I had no support because I know I definitely did so I'm in between was I pushing everyone away and no one knew how to support me but I just didn't feel like I was anyone cared or anyone showed that it was valid for me to feel this way it was um oh, well, a lot of people go through this. Um, You're not the only one kind of thing. I've been through this. We've been through this and it's, it's just common. It's normal and it happens. And yeah, I hated that. It wasn't because obviously death, loss, grief, it's, it is common. Everyone goes through it. So why are we told that? um, Oh, well, you're not the only one. So you'll be fine. Other people have survived this, you'll be fine. And 
and that was very much my mentality as well. So, um, yeah, mm. found that support might have been there if I was open to it, but personally, I didn't feel like it was there. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And um, yeah, I can't imagine how how hard that would have been. And you know, in terms of, I think a lot of the time we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we we almost can try and invalidate our own feelings yes because we don't want anybody else to feel bad or we don't want to we sometimes use it I think as a coping mechanism as a way to try Mm -hmm. and move through and work through what we've been through and we're like well this person's had this and they've survived so I can definitely do this when it's completely okay for us to move through those feelings. But if we've never had those conversations before or been exposed to them, it's hard to start them. Uh So how, I mean, now you've got another, you've got your second little boy. Um, How did your miscarriage impact that pregnancy? And moving forward from speaking with other friends who have had a similar experience they still think about, you know, the child yeah. that would have been and was uh-huh. a part of you. So how, how does that impact you on a day-to-day basis? Um, well, for example, with the second pregnancy, it was filled with so much fear um, of it happening again and then you'd get to a certain point and then you'd be like, well, you're still not safe. Like it was just heightened a lot more than I felt the first one um, was. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's um, oh, I've just blanked on what I was even saying. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, the the conversations aren't really there with other people I do I found a lot of comfort in following um a few people on Instagram actually who were very open with their experiences and shared what they were going through and I found that quite comforting um maybe because it was on a screen I didn't have to interact and be involved I could just read along and feel comfort knowing that I wasn't the only one feeling that way um, I I did <laughs> I did a lot of googling on how I should be feeling because I I would have days where I wouldn't even think about it and then I'd have days where I'm just like bawling and crying and I couldn't stop talking about it or like thinking about it and wanting to talk about it but obviously never did um so it was kind of just like that roller coaster of emotions and I still have that now where I'm just like wow like it's just really thinking about your life and how it could have been and what could have happened and um how different things like our life would have been completely different because after we I miscarried we literally sold our house we were about to build another one and then we decided, no, nah, let's move to Adelaide. And we packed up our whole life and moved to Adelaide. So I I often think like what would have happened if I 
had actually had that baby and where would we have been? I We would have still been back at home in Woodrow. We would never have made this massive move and changed our whole life. So um, it, it did kind of give us that bit of a, well, me personally, just that kickstart and just be like, life is just way too short. Just, just why are we avoiding doing this massive move that we have wanted to do um, when we can just go for it now. So <clears throat> that's kind of how, yeah, that it's just been that big roller coaster of ups and downs and thinking I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful for, like I can see the, the good in the experience as bad as that might sound to some. Um, I, actually do give myself a bit of credit for that, that I can be like, I'm grateful for that experience. And it has made me a stronger, better person today. Um, And I just, I feel like I am a bit more appreciative of the kids that I've got and the life that we've got, because I can be like, well, it can be taken away from you in two seconds, like literally two seconds. One minute I was having a scan and everything was all fine and the next minute I'm curled up in bed, just everything was over and it can happen so quick. And even if it is a normal, like an actual death or loss um, of a person, it it can happen. It happens so quick and we take things like that for granted and yeah I'm I can see that side of things now and be a bit more grateful and appreciative of the life that we are given and I know that it wasn't meant to be I I can truly say that it wasn't meant to be this baby knew that it wasn't the right time we weren't ready and we needed to make this next move and be over here because the week after we moved here we found out we were pregnant so it was just all meant to be <laughs> yeah I think I think it's so nice to hear that you've been able to reach that point of acceptance and you know I think I think it is fair to say you know we we won't necessarily see the gift in the in the trauma like the traumatic side yeah. of it but the the gift that comes afterwards and the actions that you take because of the experience you've had and the meaning that you take from it and for you that is this is the gift that your child has given you you know yeah whilst they may not be here it's they've given you something else which yeah. I think is such a beautiful way to look at it. Um, yeah. So what has been your biggest lessons that you've taken from your grief and loss? Um, definitely that the support, the family is there for me and I don't need to suffer in silence. And that has been such a big thing with everything, like even prior to this happening it was I suffered in silence for years with um, my eating disorder and and then this and I have now come to a point where I am just so open and full of communication especially with my husband I know he's 
he's there to be there and to support me and to help me. And he wants to be involved just as much as I'm involved. And, um, yeah, just the importance of talking about things and how you're feeling because chances are you're not alone. People are feeling that way too. And I probably could have had some conversations with people who have been through this same thing and um, we could have connected and had a bit more of a closer relationship and connection. But, yeah, it, it definitely is that people people want to help and even if it's, like you said earlier, if it's just there being saying I'm here and I hope you're okay and here's a hug and I'm here if you need to talk. And um, I, I'm feeling like it's taught me to be like that with other people. Like mm-hmm. I, I guess I've probably been guilty in the past of brushing things like this aside and of other people's experiences and doing the whole, oh, I'm so sorry. And then, change conversation because it makes me feel uncomfortable or awkward. Um, So it's kind of taught me to, to ask the questions and to just show people that I'm there to help them support them in any way that I can. And they don't have to do this alone. Like they, they can, if they want to, if that's how you want to grieve and um, deal with it, that is fine. But know that people are there to, to help you and support you and however you're feeling is, is so valid. And I think um, there is, well, for me, there was just that so much guilt on how to feel. If I didn't feel anything, I felt guilty. If I felt too much, I felt guilty. If um, I spoke about it, I felt guilty. Like it was just that whole roller coaster of guilt for me on not knowing and, I want to like learn from that and be like, it's okay. Ride the waves, feel the the emotions, feel it all. Like you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days and, and that's okay. You're not a bad person. If one day you don't think about whatever it has happened, or if one day you're riddled in grief and, um, you can't get out of bed. Like it, it happens and it's okay. So yeah, I, I definitely have taken that away that it's all valid. Mm. Everything we go through, how we feel is valid and yeah, just try to support everybody going through whatever it is they might be going through. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Great. A really big lesson. I think um, that you mm. from that. So if I want to touch a little bit more on the loss of identity side of things as mm-hmm. well. Sure. Um, so how was that for you? How did that impact your day-to-day life? And how I know that recently, especially you've been on this big journey of trying to find that identity again. What does that look like for you? And where are you now compared to where you were a few years ago? Um where I am now is not feeling guilty for putting myself first and for being myself and um, trying to know that um, 
I am important. I am just as important as everybody else in this house and around me. And um, yeah, my day-to-day life is not as bad. Like I don't want to say it sounds bad, but it does, but it's not, my life doesn't revolve around my kids. And um, yeah, I, as you know, I am doing so much work within myself and I'm on this big self-discovery journey on finding who I am and what my purpose is in life and how I can help other people in life. And um, my biggest thing has been just conversations is just talking about things and making people feel like they're not alone with whatever it is they're going through. Um, So yeah, this um journey has just fully I've done a full 360 because even before I had kids I I didn't know who I was I didn't know um how to put myself first my needs first and I was riddled with so much anxiety and um a lot of yeah depression all of that and Along the way, I have just learnt that, again, life is just so short and we we deserve to live it the way we want to live it. And, um, yeah, it's taken me so long and so much work to do, but I, I definitely believe that everything that I've been through has is for a reason and I'm slowly finding a way to um, help other people through my own stories and my own journey. And, um, yeah, life just, it's just um, a little bit crazy at the moment because it's, it's not just about my kids and it's not just about me being that good housewife and sitting at home and, doing the cooking and the cleaning and all of that. I, and I'm so much happier for it. So everyone is kind of benefiting from me being in a better place and putting myself first and thinking of myself. And, um, yeah, I, I don't even know the person who I used to be. Um, and I, I always give myself, my kids the credit for this, but, it's obviously me. Like I have done the work and I have um, learnt over the years how important it is. And yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what what kind of so when your boy, your first boy, was quite young, mm-hmm. was there an element of grieving the life that you? I mean, I know that I know that for you it was a big turning point having having mm-hmm. your first boy. Um, but was there an element of grieving some of the life that you had before? Going out, maybe being able to sort of just do whatever you want whenever? Um yes and no. I I think the the hardest part was um I don't know I don't know if it's really grief but um 
the changes, I was really worried about the changes within me and if I was going to be even a good mum and how how to even do it. It's like this unspoken thing that because it is a natural thing for us to do is have babies and you are naturally just meant to be a good mum and know what you're doing. And I found that um, pressure really hard. But, yeah, I the life that I had before, I, I think I was quite happy to be done with. Um, just yeah just like I said I was not in a good place so it kind of um, yeah I, I don't I, I maybe I do maybe I I think I have grief now that I lived that life more than anything and the the struggles I have now of I don't have time because I've got two kids and um, how hard how much harder things are with the two kids I probably think why did I waste all that time and energy and not doing anything for myself like when you said going out I didn't go out I didn't party much because I just was so in my own head, I was so self-conscious. So I guess you could say I probably um, grieve the fact that I didn't enjoy my life before I had kids and I'm only now just enjoying my life. And I think, wow, things would have been so much easier before I had kids to do this and <laughs> to find myself, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that That makes... A lot of sense actually and um yeah I can imagine it's not easy juggling two <laughs> active young boys at the same time yeah. as you know I know my sister she can't go on a night out or even just stay up past 10 p.m now is a big yeah. struggle <laughs> so um yeah. I can I can imagine that that is quite hard um so if you could, I've kind of got a two-parter question here. So mm-hmm. the first part is if you could give one piece of advice to a person who is experiencing grief and loss due to a miscarriage, what would that mm-hmm. bit of advice be? And the second question is what would you say to somebody who is trying to support a person who is experiencing mm-hmm. grief and loss? Good questions. <laughs> um, yeah, I think grief, loss, um, it looks different for everybody. And the miscarriage, especially, like it, it was my traumatic and that was enough. And I deserved all the treatment. I didn't have to um do it alone and you don't have to do it alone talk about it and it actually makes things so much easier and puts things into perspective a lot more when you do talk about it and um often we suffer in silence in our heads and it's always either a lot worse um and then when you talk about it you are like oh okay i i did do this and I am feeling okay and things are okay or 
Um, the other way is we suffer in silence and we pretend that everything is okay, but really when you actually do talk about it, you're like, no, I am not coping, I am struggling. And I, I've like gone back and like I do a lot of writing and kind of journaling. And when I go back and um, read some of the stuff of like this time in my life, I am just like, wow, I, I was struggling and I didn't want to put that out there. I didn't, no one knew. And um, yeah, just that advice would be just people are there to help talk to people. And even if it is somebody outside of the family, like um, find things like what you're trying to do. And there's, there's people out there. Um, there's not enough of it out there, I don't think, but um, there are people out there who you can talk to if you don't want to talk to family. And, yeah, just how you're feeling is valid. Everything you're going through is normal. It's valid and um, you're not alone. And, yeah, I, I just think that's the biggest thing. I wish someone had told me um, that it's okay. And um, as for people, what people can do, I think, again, just being there for that person and not ignoring it. Um, I, I think... Again, like when I said my husband and I, I was asking him why he didn't come, I kind of got a little bit of, a bit annoyed the other day when I thought about it. I'm like, why didn't you come? And then I was like, why didn't you push? Like, why wasn't that something you just let me go and do on my own? And someone might be pushing you as hard as they can away, but don't, don't go because they need you. And um, they don't realise how much they need you and it's not until now, like years later, that I'm like, fire out, mate. Like that was that was horrible. I needed you and um, I just, I wonder how different things could have been if I knew I had that support there and um, don't, yeah, don't ignore it. Like I, I, I'm so guilty of it when people have come to me with their own grief and loss and that I'm just like, oh I'm sorry and and that's it like unless they want to bring it up and talk about it it's kind of just you don't but it's so hard for somebody going through that to be like oh so I'm feeling like this right now and it's hard for somebody to open up without that um prompt and that help so that's the advice like don't give up on people. Don't let them push you away. You don't, but then don't, but then also don't smother them. Yeah. <laughs> I've had people who are kind of like, but you know, you're just going to talk about it and um, really trying to fix, fix your problems. And that's always been my biggest problem. And probably why I do shut down and don't talk about things is I, I don't, I'm not broken. I don't need to be fixed. I don't need you to come in here and tell me how, I should be feeling or how um, to fix it and to feel better. It's 
be there, support me, ask the questions on how I am and um, don't ignore it, talk about it, but don't try and fix me either and tell me what I need to be doing and, um, yeah, that whole you're going to be okay, I've been through this, it's fine, like, you'll get over it, like, it's not helpful, it's not not needed and um, it kind of makes you feel worse and not want to open up when you hear that. Yeah, I feel <laughs> you on all of that. Um, definitely feel you on all of that. It's definitely a common, common bit of advice that um, people suggest um, because yeah. it's so, it is, it's it's that acknowledgement without in invalidating the way that you're feeling yeah um yeah so great great advice there great advice thank you for that how i mean i've absolutely loved sharing this conversation with you i'm so grateful that you've you've felt comfortable and you've had the courage to share your story with so many out there who i know that this you know miscarriage so many people experience um, miscarriages and they don't have these conversations. So by you sharing your story, I'm sure it's going to help so many people out there. And also people like me who, you know, I've not even, I've not had a child and it's good for me to to know how to support somebody who who has experienced a miscarriage themselves. So really grateful that you've shared this. Um, how can people connect? You're all about positivity, body positivity. Mm-hmm. I love the message that you're putting out there. So how can people connect you with you and find you should they want to have a little chin wag? Yeah. Um, so I have recently started my new Instagram. It's by Alex Fincher. Um, and that is me just being as raw and honest and open as I can. And I have been wanting to talk about this and share this, but I've never had that space where it just kind of felt like always a hard thing to be like, Hey, I'm, I've been through this and, and posting it. Sometimes people can think, Oh, it's a cry for help. It's a cry for attention, but that's never anything that I want to put out there. And um, I'm grateful for this space because it's kind of helped me talk about it and heal like um, yeah, like I've said, the more you talk about it, the more you can heal. And now I feel like I'm ready to put it out there. And yeah, that's hopefully what I can do on my page. And yeah, I look forward to anybody who wants to follow along. Love it. Love it. I'm, I'm sure you'll be getting lots of new, new people uh, following along with you. So before we wrap this up, is there any last words of wisdom, advice? You've pretty much, you've given so much good words of wisdom already, mm-hmm. but is there anything final that you would like to add before we say goodbye? Um, Putting you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but my biggest message um, in what I'm trying to do on my Instagram is you are enough, showing people that you are enough. And I think this goes with this as well. Like how you're feeling, what you're going through is enough and um, you don't need to be any more than who you are in this present moment. And, um, yeah, like you've got people in your life 
because they love you and you don't need to pretend to be anybody else. You don't need to hide who you are, what you're going through because yeah, you're enough who you are and people, people love you. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a lovely note to end on. Um, thank you so much for, for joining us and for sharing your story and for just being so open. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I invite you to also come and be a part of the community by connecting with us on Instagram at Grow With Grief. Before we go, I want to take the time to thank you. Thank you for tuning in and being part of a community that opens conversation, raises awareness and brings individual perspectives and stories to the forefront of a topic that is often avoided and treated as uncomfortable. The conversations that we have may sometimes bring your own emotions, memories and triggers to the surface and I want to encourage you to know that you are not alone. If you or anyone you care for is in need of support, please reach out to your local support line or if you are in Australia, you can contact Griefline by phone on 1300 845 745 who are available from midday to 3am every day.